Marty, why is the smoke alarm going off? I'm cooking up. What do you mean you're cooking up? We've got to start recording in like five minutes. I hate recording on an empty stomach. Come on, man. Our guest is going to be here like any minute. You don't have time for this. Are you crying? No. Dude, there's tears in your it eyes. Was on, it was the onions. Go get out of here. Yo, 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 welcome back to episode three of Housewarming. I am Nat Demina. And I'm Marty Smiley. That means that you're listening to the podcast for a generation of frustrated renters doing their best to keep the lights on. We're a safe space. For your share house stories. That's right. And that is what we're doing. We are just trying our best. Yeah. <laughs> if you expect any more from us, <laughs> fuck you. A lot of people writing in from last week. They're really mm-hmm. concerned about our situation, man. Oh, man. <laughs> our, oh, man. Our situation. We, didn't, we didn't do this for pity. <laughs> it's all good. We've, we've come to a breakthrough. We have? We, yeah, we've come to a breakthrough. Uh, just to fill people in again, mm-hmm. the pandemic meant that our jobs were no longer. Mm-hmm. So we felt it necessary and it's within our rights to ask for a rate reduction. Yep. Many other people have done it. Our landlord's been unresponsive and unwanting. I'm with you so far. Uh, but this breakthrough, I... But the breakthrough came from a very unlikely place. Our real estate agent suggested it. <laughs> oh, nice. Okay. Well, she would know more than anyone, right? That's right. All our, right. What are we our... doing? I should really respond to the group chat more so I know what's going on. Yeah, (laughs) you never do. Um, Our real estate agent has suggested Mm -hmm. that we just pay what we want. Wait, as rent? Yeah. So we already already did some calculations on what we thought was fair Mm -hmm. and put it through. It wasn't too crazy. Yeah, that's right. We said them like a number. Yeah, Yeah, it wasn't a crazy. She's come back. And like when you picture a real estate agent, normally I picture like someone in a three-piece suit wearing like Armani jeans, they rock up in a BMW and they're always talking on a Bluetooth I feel headset. like this is a specific real estate agent okay. that you've had. I don't know if this goes for all real estate agents. <laughs> Let us know if you yeah. have one like that. But uh, our our real estate agent isn't actually like that. She's really sweet. No, she's, she's very lovely. And, and kind. Yeah, she's so nice. Yeah. I just want to ask though, so she suggested this. From her own accord, because I know that she's been having trouble getting in you touch know, with our yeah, landlord. That's right. So he hasn't been communicating with her. Yeah. So she's come to us and said, this is what you should do. Yeah, because we have a common enemy. Him. Exactly. He we have not a shared, We have a shared issue. So she can't get in touch with him. She's unhappy with him. Oh, shit. We are too. She suggests the best solution. Oh, my Lord. There's a real estate internal power struggle going on here. <laughs> it's been a revolt. <laughs> um, so we're going to pay the reduced amount until things improve and we can pay the remaining amount towards the end of our lease. Okay, okay. So we will have to pay the money back eventually. eventually. Yeah. You know, when we find jobs and start earning money again. That's you know? pretty good. I like, yeah. Or maybe this podcast, you know, hits Joe Rogan level and suddenly we've made a deal with Spotify and we're earning buttloads of money. Uh-huh, that's right. So keep listening to this podcast. We could be Joe Rogan level pretty soon, <laughs> which means this will be 3 hours long. <laughs> but dude, since then, I've become obsessed with the idea. Uh-huh. Of paying what you want. I don't know if that it's will be It's an amazing Is it a sustainable business model? How have we reached this point in time in our lives and no one has said pay what you want. Oh man, you I go think- to the supermarket 
you get your bag of goodies, you go to the cash register, instead of having a numeric value mm-hmm. on the screen, mm. it says, hey, what do you want? I like the idea, pay as you go. That's I wish life worked like that everywhere. I actually had a chance mm-hmm. to put this theory to the test recently. Okay. On the weekend after Becky Lucas. Mm-hmm. Yep. Because she paid me out and criticized me for not being able to get rid of things. Yeah. Uh, I you're... took those clothes that <laughs> were padding our sound booth last week. What are we going to do now? <laughs> yeah. I took my clothes to mm-hmm. the markets and mm-hmm. had a bit of a store with some friends. That's right. You went on the weekend. Yeah. yeah. How'd it go? Did you make some bank? Bro, people were coming past. I said, what's the price of this jacket? And I said, you pay what you want. Okay. And, and they would be like 20 bucks. They always start low. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What do you think I do? I would be like, I wouldn't, I'd say barely anything. I'll just go, what do you want to pay? 20 bucks? Mm. Yeah. It's always the grimace, the wince. I just know? do a bit of a, I just do a bit of a sound like. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Are you joining Sesame Street? <laughs> <laughs> I'll just do one of those. Yeah. And they eventually go up uh-huh. until I get to maybe double what they initially offered. So 40. And then I would just say deal. Boom. Okay. They paid what they wanted. Mm-hmm. A well, they bit. didn't. Well, but they eventually, they were suggesting it. <laughs> you put words into their mouth. This whole model is based Man. on you manipulating people. It was great. <laughs> like I sold like a Mambo jacket, a Mambo shirt. I made bank. Nice. Yeah. Maybe be able to pay off those rentaries at some point. Oh, stage. yes. Oh, um, and then, but there, come to this. There was one person mm-hmm. that didn't budge though. Like she came up, she's probably like, Middle class lady, middle aged, yep. like Gorman wearing. Okay. White You're lady. always going to get one. Came up. She found something she liked. By the way, not one man bought a piece of garment. For, like I didn't get any. I just had only. Man, it says a lot about you and your fashion sense. Yeah. <laughs> she came That's up cool, and said $20. Yeah. I said, you pay what you want. Mm-hmm. And then she said $20. And I said, mm. and she just looked at me blank, like just stared straight into my soul. And knew that I was trying to pull this new oh, kind she's, of... she caught on to the game. She caught on She to caught the on to the game. You know what she did? She mm-hmm. just left. I was like, damn, that was cold. Oh, shit. She doesn't okay. mess around. She put it back on the rack. She walked away. She came back an hour later. Bold. She's still around. Okay. She pointed at him. She goes, I'm still there. I said, well, yeah. She's like, 20 bucks. And I was like, nah, nah, it's, it's a $50 jacket. Like, you know, it is what it is. Like, I was like, you know, pay what you want, but it okay. is 50 bucks. Yeah. And then she came back again in half an hour. Uh-huh. I caved. You gave it to her for 20? I gave it to her for 20. I just couldn't. I yeah, just you know like, what? She's been around for like two hours. <laughs> I felt also like I can't just say pay what you want and then not accept what they want to yeah, pay. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You found the hole in your plan. <laughs> You thought it was foolproof. Nah, it was exposed very, very quickly. She paid her $20. Oh, the hustler becomes the hustled. <laughs> God damn. So anyway, check back in with us uh, later on this season when we are suddenly in a lot more debt because of this short-term <laughs> oh, arrangement that we've managed You've signed for us ourselves. up to this thing and it's going gonna, it's gonna to end badly. I can feel it. But hey, we look forward to keeping you updated <laughs> with what happens. But never mind all that. We've got our guest joining us very shortly. We do. I'm really excited about our guest today. Cool. It is. Who is he it? should be here any minute. Mm-hmm. Campbell Walker, a.k.a. Struthless. Nice. Uh, he's a very talented illustrator, animator. I would call him, I would go as far to say he's a social media genius. That's right. Um, I've been fo- following him and been mates for a while. He's 
found great success online by basically drawing relatable characters we find in our everyday lives. You know, I sometimes see some of the stuff he does and I'm like, I've lived with that person or lived mm. next to that mm. person or encountered them at least. And he brings them to life on Instagram and YouTube and other platforms. That's right. And he's lived quite a colourful life. Mm. And he's also lived everywhere mm-hmm. and with everyone. I don't think I've known anyone who's lived in that many share houses and with that many different types of people. Mm-hmm. And I think that would make him quite like a veteran of the share house scene. Quite like could say that. Like a giant of the townhouse. That's what he is. So we want to find out after all these years from hellhole to hellhole, what wisdom has he gained? And is he the ultimate housemate problem solver? I think that's him now. Oh, I'll get the door. Hey! hey. Hello, Hello, Hello. Marty. How Welcome. Are you guys? Thank you guys so much for having Very me. Very well. Around. Thank you for coming Dude, around. Dude, yeah, what's what's going on? What? I saw you arrive on the scooter looking good. Yeah, a little bit of the bring bring, and no, here I am. <laughs> yep. uh, you're embracing renewable energy. Yep, yeah. as, as yuppie scum, this is how I get around now. <laughs> Very well, nice. I've so, also brought you something which was oh, very oh. difficult to carry on the scooter. Oh but my! Here is a housewarming Lord. gift for you two. Is this a birth of Venus? That's yeah. That's, in a yeah, painting. Exactly oh my what it God. is. <laughs> Not quite framed. The birth of but, Venus. Yeah. So immediately before this, I went and bought this frame from Vinny's because I realised I didn't have one, and somebody has put some hot glue around the frame, meaning that we'll never oh, actually be able to get it inside the You can't take glass. it out. Yeah, so I've just that dude, like it. Blue it suits it to us. Outside. We're low fire. Like Everything it. seems unfinished. Mm-hmm. It you've you've nailed it. Yeah, thanks. It's you. a big kiss. Come on in. Come on in. <laughs> Cam, welcome. Thank you, Marty. Thank you, Nat. Oh. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, AKA Struthless. Young Struth. Young Struth. AKA Saint Ruthless. <laughs> the big cheese. Um, <laughs> we've heard. Mm. That you're a bit of a veteran of the share house life. For legal purposes, that is your word and not mine. <laughs> I have share housed. <laughs> you're a professional housemate is oh what I've heard. Oh my goodness, if only I got paid for it. <laughs> I can definitely say that I'm a veteran of houses. Yeah. I've definitely moved house a lot Okay, okay. Um, since I was a kid, I think. Uh, like we moved yeah. pretty much every year growing up. Mm. Wow. Um, sometimes twice. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, okay. we used to joke that mum would get like one of those, uh, you know, like coffee card stamps where the 10th one was free. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I, um, I think that that habit must have continued into my adult life. Right. That momentum of moving around. Oh, my first share house with non-family members was when I was eight. Um, we were living with the, this, these two people, Connie and Mandy. And Connie was, they were both Canadian. Connie was French-Canadian. Mandy was Canadian-Canadian. And I didn't know why they lived with us because I was eight and I didn't quite understand housemates. Yeah, right. Okay. But I was like, okay, I guess Connie and Mandy live here now. <laughs> so they were living in your family home? Uh, They'd come to yeah, yeah, yeah. We all kind of moved into a place together. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So your first year house is at age eight. Yeah. Were you on the lease? Good start. Was I what? Was I on the lease? lease? I wish I was on the lease. I bet you were an absolutely unreliable subletter. <laughs> constantly late with the rent. Oh, constantly. Yeah. Um, fast forward 10 years. Give us All right, a- so we'll go 18. Where was I? I um, Initially, I was living, I was like the token white guy in a Pakistani house which was super fun during Ramadan because they would cook way too much food at night and they'll be like, man, we got heaps of food left over. And there's me, 18-year-old stoner cam. And I'm like, 
I think I can solve your problem, fellas. <laughs> so that That's was great. awesome. Um, so you're living with like basically bunch uh, of cricket fanatics. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and they're all temporary migrants or on temporary visas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that was Big pretty vibe. fun. Yeah, loved it. Shout out to Jahanzib. Uh, let's see. After that, big halfway junkie house because okay. you know eighteen year old kids will be eighteen year old kids. Yeah. Um. So that was that was pretty dramatic. Are you saying eighteen year old kids will be eighteen year old kids, as in most of them do heroin or or uh, in that house? Yes. Okay. <laughs> boys will be boys, right? Yeah. Like you remember being Thank eighteen, you, Dylan, yeah, right? Yeah, 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 doing smack. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, that was, yeah, that was that house. Okay. Um, which, wow. Yeah, it was right. What was that like? Ah, uh, man. I, yeah, just a lot of chunky drama, like mm. a lot of drug drama. Yeah. Um, as you can imagine. Can you? I heard this rumor mm. that people who do heroin really love chocolate milk. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> It's weird. I, I have heard the same. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, it's part, part of the problem, actually. <laughs> um, yeah, okay. So what's the thorough line that I found between all my junkie housemates? Oh, no, do they like chocolate milk? Do they also? like chocolate yeah. milk? Uh, let, me, let me think. Uh, they liked a lot of okay, McDonald's. Okay, let's skip that. Yeah. <laughs> Nat? We have no yeah. answers for this. Okay. This, I'm, not I'm happy the for this to remain a rumour. Yep. <laughs> um, let's see. After that, I yeah. Um, the next house was, so that was in Canberra. I ended up moving to Bathurst. Um, that was like a uni dorm room for a year. Wow, okay. So I had the weird theatre people house the above a pub house with a lot of drama there was the eight people in a mansion house the stoner house there was the futon in a cupboard in minneapolis house i, I feel like it's unfair to just dedicate one house to being the stoner house i feel like they've all kind of been... oh all all of the houses had bong <laughs> <laughs> even the pakistani house because none of those dudes drank because they were muslim but they're just like man we smoke a lot of weed <laughs> i'm like my guys <laughs> Love the big. Yeah. Uh, but you lived in a mansion with eight people? Yeah. I mean, how did you go about, like, sharing communal spaces? Like, one kitchen, I'm assuming? There was a lot of space. Any, so, right. any forks? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, we had forks. Okay. It was bizarre, That's man. the first thing to go. They in really are. It was honestly weirdly peaceful, which makes me think that money is the answer to everyone's problems. <laughs> because even though we were in the country where, like, you know, we got, like, a full mansion, like, like three living rooms, a granny flat, gigantic backyard for, like, 400 mm. bucks a week between all of us. So, like, it came out pretty cheap, but that's just because it was in Bathurst. But I think that the more space we had, the easier it was to coexist. And no one there was really that tense. Everyone was really, really relaxed, so it all kind of worked. So it wasn't a disaster. It really wasn't. You would have met a lot of different housemates in that time, but also you would have been exposed to the different housemate stereotypes. Oh, yes. The kind of archetype of the typical share house dweller. Oh. Like the people we've all encountered. The people we've all encountered and... And the roles they play. And the roles they play. Because, and yeah. in fucking up my day. <laughs> <laughs> One thing I've loved about the illustrations that you do on your channel is you sometimes do profiles of these particular characters that we may encounter in life and one of those has been like a sad girl and sad boy series, uh, but, yeah. which I think is really uh, 
a great archetype of the housemate. You got Happy Holly, who's quietly a psycho. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Loki uh, based that off an old housemate called Holly. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. Change the name? I, yeah, no, why would you? It's funnier that way. Was she like... I love her. I love Holly. <laughs> she was like... She's such a happy-go-lucky person. <laughs> she's just... that. It's like no, when they're, they're too happy. There's a little happy. bit of crazy under her. And yeah. I'll say it to her face. Like, it's like when they, when you're a little... Like, how can you be so optimistic? <laughs> <laughs> you must be crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, you got what else? Uh, self-employed Salvador, who's not sure if he's an entrepreneur or a sad guy with a laptop. Ah, uh, yeah. I, you Based see... off myself, actually. <laughs> <laughs> um, some of my other favourites ones were Lost Ross, who wakes up at 11, out of bed by 2. That's pretty much Nat Demeanor. This is very much me. <laughs> wow, you and my brother would get on. <laughs> <laughs> and then um, Neurotic Freddy, Destructive Jake, who's constantly coming down, and Depressed Jess, who constantly boils a kettle but never makes a tea. That's the saddest one of them all. Oh, that, that's oh. Uh, my, my fiancé Felicity when she gets sad. <laughs> Just boils the kettle and stares into nothing. I'm not going to like, I've been there. Yeah. I've done the kettle thing. I mean, you know. kettles work overtime for sad people. Yeah. Because you're like, what do I do? You're having a sad day. You're <laughs> What am I supposed to? What's, I need to do something. Oh, but but not I'll just boil today, the kettle. But in life. Yeah. <laughs> Who am I? I have one. Boring Brett, whose only interest seems to be trying to get you to go bouldering with him. <laughs> oh nice. yeah, they got liquid chalk now, brother. It's not powder anymore. <laughs> Bro, Come you on can, down. You, yeah, you you can do the app where like you know the, the the different ones light up and like yeah you climb the LED course, bro. Yeah, it's all technology, mate. There's no. <laughs> Nah, dude, it's I sweet, haven't bro. encountered this person, but I hate him already. <laughs> hips to the wall, hips to the wall, bro. Yeah. Um, I've got one. Yeah. Uh, and it's it's someone I've lived with. Yeah. Nocturnal Nathan. Oh my god, yes. Is it, 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 someone who's like I live with someone who just was awake during the night and slept during the day? Oh god, constantly. Yep. And they lived above me. Oh yep. So I could hear everything going on. Mm-hmm. Um, Nocturnal Nathan who takes Dexys too close to dinner and can't sleep, so you hear them pacing upstairs constantly. And they want to chat about space in the corridor right after you've had a shower, oh but you can't because you've got work tomorrow. And they've only just gotten to the bit where they remind you that Elon Musk has two companies, SpaceX oh and Tesla, and that he's an entrepreneur, but actually he's more of an engineer, which you've never planned to argue with him about, but he's <laughs> committed to setting the record straight. You are describing my old housemate, Bart, <laughs> and who, I, who I live with in multiple houses. Including that mansion that we mentioned before. And yes, he was he was a nocturnal Nathan, if I've ever met one. Other other things that he did was um, he would like, you know, like it'd be 2 a.m. And he'd just like kind of like sort of machine gun a business idea at you. <laughs> like, and then you'd, you'd kind of look at him. He's like, do it. And you're like, are you serious? And he's like, think about it, bro. Like, like Uber for tea. Do it. Do it. <laughs> <laughs> you're like, man, like, I'm not, I'm not going to do that, but like, I love you, but like, like. <laughs> that does love a business idea. Yeah. Oh yeah. I've got plenty up the back always <laughs> and they're always dumb. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's what you think. All right. But when I've got a fucking space company, yeah. go to Jupiter, <laughs> you fucking wait, brother. I'm not taking you with me. Like, he'll be, he'll be going through the business idea and I'll be like, just absolutely shooting holes in these, in this, in this side, in these ideas. And by the end, you'd be like, you don't know anything. <laughs> of these archetypes you've uh, drawn, which of them have you actually lived with or, you know, did, did any of them sort of come from your own experience? Oh, all of them. Yeah. All of them. A hundred percent. Sad boys one. There's one called Paranoid Aaron yep. who's based off my business partner, Aaron. Okay. And the funniest 
thing, which I, I kind of thought was the funniest thing to put in there, is so he's got one of those vans, like a full kitted out van life van, and it is beautiful, like Amazing. immaculate. Like it looks Love like that. it's pulled Dreams. straight out of like an Instagram that would make you jealous. Goals. And he had it for prepper reasons, just in case there was like a oh. pandemic or like an apocalypse. <laughs> and so it had so much like storage for canned food and extra batteries. <laughs> it's not the van life. And dude, like like on the day that like the coronavirus like broke out, like on that day, he's like, think about it, man, January, February, about there. Yep. It's going to be a recession. It's going to break out. Man, you watch, you watch. I'm filling it up with cans, dude. I'm going to get toilet paper. I'm going to get all this. Like He was fine. He, he called it. Put it in his van. He was fine. He wow. was not an- not even anxious at all. No, oh, he is he is not an anxious guy. He is he so direct. Like, I've got so this. direct. Yeah, I've been planning for this moment my entire life. Yeah, that that man does not fuck around. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the one time paranoia has paid off. Oh, I'd say that in the rest of his life, he just seems to be on stuff. He's okay. like, he like, he's like, after Kobe died, he's like, basketball cards. I'm like, what? He's like. <laughs> And then sinks like $100,000 into basketball cards, which has like quadrupled in value. Wow. Like- <laughs> Man, I'm out here trying to like learn Bitcoin. It could have, oh, it could have been baseball and basketball so cards. Crypto. Okay. <laughs> he also has a lot of crypto. But yeah, he's become one of the biggest basketball card traders in Australia. Oh, my he's God. Because like, he's just like dot, 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 dot. And he's like, and now that like the NBA is getting all these international yeah, players, yeah. he's just like, it's popping. It's going to pop. <laughs> Tipping point. Basketball cards. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great. Um, are there any housemate characters that you actually that are ideal for you to live with? You know, oh, someone with your who do I love? Who who have I loved the most? Okay, so there was Yuma, who oh, I loved this guy, man. So he was uh, imagine like a super stoner skater guy who just loves cooking and only owns like one pair of clothes. No, two pairs of clothes. One's always in the laundry. The other one's on him. Yeah. And he's just like, his whole thing was he's like, like a simple life is like, you skate, you eat chicken, you skate, you eat chicken, you get stoned, you eat chicken. And that was it. His diet was basically just like chicken karagi. And then he'd just skate all the time. I and mean, he's like, you have to choose a meal or a dish. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah and he, yeah. he made a mean chicken karagi. Like, yeah. And he's just like, oh, I don't have any money. Get a painting job. And then just goes and like paints houses for a bit. Comes back, he's like, now I got more money. I'm like, for what, dude? He's like, weed, chicken. <laughs> <laughs> so he was awesome. He was awesome. Um, yeah. That one did end sadly. Um, yeah, Yuma, Yuma ended up getting deported oh, no. on Australia Day. Oh. Yeah, I know, I know. Wow. Just, what, what, <laughs> things what, just got racister. Almost yeah. nothing more Australian. <laughs> almost, <laughs> almost, yeah. It was, it was, a, it was, oh, man, it's actually like one of the sadder days of mm. just like my 20s, like coming home and all his stuff's there and he's not there. And, yeah, he ended up getting put in like Villawood Detention Centre and then, yeah, mm. getting like kicked out of the country, I think, a month or two later. No good. He's yeah. one of your most ideal houses. And, yeah, and we used to do this thing on Fridays. We'd just, like, take turns. It'd be, like, my turn to tattoo him or his turn to tattoo me. He gave me my favourite tattoo ever, which is on my shoulder. This shit is bananas. This shit is bananas. Yeah. And it I, is. I, I did, like, his sleeves and, yeah. Yeah, right. cool. God, oh. God bless Yuma. Um, so that was awesome. Another ideal housemate was Benny, so he's still one of my best friends in the whole world. Mm. Also stoner. I'm noticing a same, actually. <laughs> yeah, of who um, you like. Yeah, and so we used to play this. We, we used to make up games. Every day we'd invent games, right? And so we had this one game uh, where every time we'd order pizza, which was frequent, 
we would get the boxes once we had finished it and we'd go out into our backyard and frisbee the boxes and we'd get the sharpest knife in the house. And the idea was to like, we were kind of like pretending we were like knights, I guess. So like you'd frisbee the box and then the other guy with a knife would just come and stab the box and catch it. And then you'd say like a really badass catchphrase. <laughs> like, I don't know, like 30 minutes or less. I guess this one's on me. <laughs> yeah, so he, he was another ideal housemate. What do you think you do that gets on your other housemates' oh, nerves? Okay, this list is long. Housemate Alex, we were like, so what do you do for work? So he'd just say, I deliver cocaine and marijuana on my bicycle. <laughs> he'd just look you in the eye and you'd be like, you're just saying that, aren't you? He's like, I, I sincerely hate the government and I will never give them a diamond tax. Like, just so Midwest wow. and staunch, like, dude. Yeah. And he's like, and that is why I believe in drugs. You know, <laughs> like his mission. Wow. Like yeah. his presidential campaign. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, I was broke as fuck when I was living there. So, mm. like, I would say that would be my my toxic trait was just not having money or much of a job. <laughs> like, and because. Yeah, cause, you're around all the so time. You're all the time. I, I, was, I was a total. Yeah, I was living the life of the American slacker. And, like, me and Fliss had a job, like, we had a couple of weird jobs. Like, cleaning hoarder houses was probably the gnarliest. Deep like, clean. Deep clean. Oh, my God. But then they would hang around you and be like, don't touch that. I'm like, this is literally trash. Like, I'm literally holding a candy wrap. And they're like, well, well what if I need to put something in there? I'm like, you will not need to put something in there. So, really, it's like psychologist slash cleaner. <laughs> hey, I'm planning on chewing gum next week. Yeah, oh my, like, literally. <laughs> literally. Wow. Yeah, you do not need empty shampoo bottles. Well, I feel like today you've um, clearly established yourself as a veteran <laughs> of the share house. Your life. words, not mine. <laughs> I'll take um, veteran. Just, just don't let it lead to expert. You would have come up against so many different issues that you've either had to solve or avoid. <laughs> oh my god, am I going to be Doctor Phil? Yeah, we're about to Doctor so, Phil you. Oh yeah, I, I feel like this is where this is going. Yeah, I'm going to be the divorce court guy. We put it out to our listeners. Are you having a current problem with a housemate? We're going to be calling them up. Truthless. You, Cam Walker, yep. Truthless. Professional middle child. Solving their problem. Bring it on. And we have got Courtney on the line. Hello. Courtney, we hear that you have an issue and we've ascribed this issue to Cam to solve. So what is it? Yeah, look, um, my housemate is obsessed with Top Gear and I... I probably never watched like a full episode, but like, you know, the main guy, like the one who looks like Sideshow Bob, like the curly hair one. Okay. What's yeah. his name? Jeremy. 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 Jer yeah. Jeremy, is that the yeah. one? What's Jeremy Clarkson. Yeah. yeah Jeremy Clarkson. Okay. He has, so this guy's like, he's really shy and like cute. And like, I've got not many other problems with him, but he has like a life-size cutout of <laughs> Jeremy in the kitchen so every time I go to open the fridge, Jeremy's staring at me. And I'm like having dreams about Jeremy. I'm like hearing his voice in my head. I'm like, what the, like, it's so fucking weird. And I don't know what to say because he's such a nice guy. But I'm like, do I, do I tell him to like, I don't know. So this like is take the only hang up your housemate has. He's lovely and everything else, but he just has an obsession with Top Gear. Okay. There was one time, there actually is one more thing. There's one time where like, he was in, okay, this is so, I feel so, I'm scared that he's like going to listen to this, but once he's like, he's a, like you guys say, you guys say Ranger, like he's a redhead. I'm so sorry. So <laughs> yeah, I know, I know, right? <laughs> Thank you. I know it's pretty uh, scary to live with one. No, I'm kidding. Um, it's My so. With, with your family. 
<laughs> it's so weird because he once just like shaved his pubes like in the shower and just like left them but like nobody else has re like ranger pubes oh. so we knew it was his and he just left them in there and we're going um i don't know like i didn't even know did what you to do, say did, you didn't bring it up with the group hey who's orange pubes <laughs> maybe it was an alibi maybe he's got a badass uh, yeah. double life yeah. and he's like well i know with my red hair i can at least create a convincing backstory <laughs> that's what i'm thinking so that's like the other okay so that was like so two one, things that's okay. two things got the it. jeremy cutout is so fucking creepy and i don't know what to say because i'm like he cleaned up the pews, but I don't know if I just like got in the shower at the, like the wrong time. Like he was like timing it. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know if he was timing it badly okay. and I just got into the shower too, too quickly. Okay. Cam, if you had Jeremy Clarkson cut out in your kitchen, would you? Well, firstly, let's, let's tackle the pubic hair. So pubic hair is the fastest growing hair on the human body statistically. Like okay. by and Are large across the board. No, no, I never joke about what? hair. What? <laughs> <laughs> that I'm, makes me sick. I'm deadly serious. Where are you going with this? Well, where I'm going with this is if he's a man who cuts his pubic hair and you've only found it once, this isn't the only time he's cut his pubic hair. So I'd say that that's an anomaly in an otherwise clean pubic hair cutting routine. So he gets a free okay. pass on so the, I think he gets a free okay. pass on the ranger pubes. And I we'll let, it, we'll think, let that slide. I also we'll think he gets a free pass on Jeremy Clarkson. <gasps> I know. Are you serious? Yes, okay. I'm one hundred percent serious. Look, okay. every, everybody, everybody. And this is this is my mum talking. Mm -hmm. This is this is my mum's theory about people. She says yeah. <laughs> My mum, she's a veteran of having marriages. So, um, oh, so, I see. Oh, cute. So, so, I like so, that. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, so take it with a with a grain of Himalayan pink salt. But, um, so my mum said that everybody in this world has a has a price of admission. Everybody's got a ticket price, right? Mm -hmm. If you want whatever that thing is, they're going to have a cost. And some people are really, really, really great, but there will be just one little hang up, mm -hmm. and you just have to accept it. Mm -hmm. It's just the price. And, and his price. So I have to, yeah, his is the Jeremy, Jeremy Clarkson. Clarkson. And we but just, like in the behind the fridge, like I mean, that's the thing. <laughs> like, I'm like, of all, the, of all the fucking places you could put the fucking thing. Maybe you need to give it your own cutout. What cutout Ooh. would you like to have in the house? Brilliant. Courtney. Okay, um, Timothy Chalamet. <laughs> <laughs> Timothy Chalamet, or like, or I'm trying to think of like what ones that, one that's going to be like tall enough to be because it's like pretty life size Chalamet like on a milk crate. Jeremy's a tall man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, on like a what do they call the apple crates like yeah. that they use for filming? Yeah, you know, like I feel we, like it can't be it can't be like Tom Cruise, you know, like we gotta get someone tall. Yeah, it can't so be here. can you draw Timothy Chalamet on a milk crate? True. <laughs> sure. I feel like can if you can, you're like a really good. Like, you know, you, you can do that. All right. We have a Timothy Chamolet on a milk crate cartoon illustration coming your way very soon. That's how we solve problems here on oh this Oh, my show. God. That's beautiful. Thank you so much, guys. No, no worries. Thank thank you. You've gone above and beyond. You have been Dr. Cammed. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's hot. That's so hot. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Well, we thought you could do it and you, you have done it and you've outdone yourself. Mm -hmm. Thank you so much for mm -hmm. solving the problems uh, of our share. And I completely <laughs> agree with your mom. That is. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> if you would like to be part of the show, you can also join our Facebook group at Housewarming Podcast. We're also on Instagram at Housewarming Podcast and on Twitter at Housewarming Pot. If you want to leave a review on our podcast, you can do that too. That helps us out. We want to know what you think of it. Thanks to Struthless. Thank you for the gift, the housewarming gift as well. Thank you for coming on the show. It's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you for having me. It's been an absolute pleasure. And until next time, peace. peace.
finally, big thanks to our hardworking producer, Jess Smalley. She mixed, mastered and produced this episode. And a massive thank you to our boy Paolo for helping us out with the theme music. How do you turn a smoke alarm off? Uh, tell it you're really into astrology. 